may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebity boo, doot doodle doo, deep da pow. Hello, listeners, and welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am here at the Fabulous Heights Theater with... Allie. And we are here tonight with the organist, as you can hear. Um, We are here to see a movie called Vertigo. So, Allie, what do you know about Vertigo? Um, Pretty sure it's a Hitchcock. (laughs) Very good, very good. Excellent, (laughs) excellent. That's about all I've got, honest to God. I know it's a classic, and I am a bad person for never having seen it before. It's, I'm rectifying that tonight in glorious 70 millimeter. So yeah, this is the way right. to rectify it. Definitely doing it right. This is an amazing film. I mean, when you've got a theater that does series like this, like when you, you're like, this movie is missing from my catalog. I'll just wait. The Heights will do something spectacular with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and this is a great way to remedy a gap like that because this is um, this is an amazing movie. This is the first time I saw it was on a 70 millimeter print like this nice. at the Uptown. And so it's um, it's a beautiful to look at movie. It's one of Hitchcock's best. Um, it's, it's very, very famous, but it's famous in a way where I think most people who haven't seen Vertigo still don't really know what it's about, which is nice because it's hard to spoil this movie. Not in the, the um, sense of like... Well, I don't even know what sense I meant. But anyway, it's hard to spoil this movie because it would take so much explanation to, you know, to spoil it. Right. <laughs> to any significant degree. Whereas something like Psycho, it's like most people, even if they right. haven't seen Psycho, they know what Psycho's about. Yeah. But uh, this was 1958. This is sweet spot of Hitchcock. This is roughly uh, seven, eight years after he came to the U.S. and started making movies with uh, David O. Selznick. And uh, it it was just hit after hit after hit in this era. And this is one of his big ones. So I'm excited for you to see I'm it. I'm super excited to see it, yeah. too. Yeah. And, and, like, this is, like, sweet spot Hitchcock. So it's... It's good stuff. So, dear listeners, if you have not seen Vertigo, or if you have not seen it for many, many, many years, uh, please go have a look and uh, go watch it. And we will be right back after this musical interlude to discuss it. are back. We are in El Tequila Bar at last call <laughs> because it was around the corner from uh, from the theater and so we're getting a quick drink and recording for like maybe 5-10 minutes here and then we'll probably move somewhere else and continue to record yes. because I do believe we have things to say about Vertigo. So Allie, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts about Vertigo? Fuck that ending. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so I start out with the film like, this is really good. I'm really enjoying this. I mean, okay, overall the film is still great. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, this is really good. And then and then we get to the 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 death of Madeline. Yeah. And I think that's the end because somehow I have no concept of time and I'm like, oh, <laughs> sure, we must be done now. No, not even nope. close. So then it, you know, takes the left the hard left turn at uh San Juan Batista there and uh 
And then we, you know, he starts, he goes catatonic, and then he finds Judy, and I'm like, oh shit, where's this going? Mm-hmm. And, okay, so then it's, it just goes into creepy town, and oh, yeah. <laughs> I was very, very unhappy about that, as as were many people in the audience, as yes. like, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was a delightful experience, at least, oh, yeah. at least hearing other people doing the visceral squirming well, the, in their the, seats, and the disgusted, oh. God, what a jerk! You know, like mm-hmm. hearing those things is like, oh, oh, good. We're we are all in the same page. Well, I think even in 1958, that was the oh sure the hoped for reaction because it yeah. just gets creepier well, and creepier. And even if they weren't like, oh, he's a jerk, they were like, that's wrong, right? Yeah, right. but it, you know, like I. I was impressed that the reaction was immediate. I was expecting yeah. it to take a couple of steps before yeah. people got that far. I was expecting, like, okay, he's grieving, he's a little messed up, like, give him a chance. But no, it was immediate, like, this is wrong, which mm-hmm. I was so pleased about. But, um, so just, so that, you know, keeps getting progressively worse. And then we end up back at uh, Samuel Bautista, and I'm like... Great. I, I can see where this is going. At least I thought I saw where it was going. <laughs> and then Hitchcock hit, Hitchcocked me hard. Like, it's not okay, dude. Not cool. Uh, so I was really, really, really expecting them both to go over. Mm-hmm. That he was going to throw them both off the, the, the belfry. Um, did not expect her to freak out over a nun. Well, like, that's not her specter. No, but you have to admit, like, rising black oh, sure. figure oh, sure. sudden yeah. voice. Yes. She's already right. messed yeah. up yeah. because of all the creepy he's throwing right. at her. Right. And I'm 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 totally with you. I get where it comes from, but I'm just like, that's his specter and not her. Also yeah. Hayes Code. Me. Right. Um, um, because well, you know, well, she's a complicit is... woman who has sex. <gasps> And yes. wants sex and right. actively says she wants him to mush her. Well, and she was right. an, an accomplice to murder. I mean, right. yeah. she knew what was going on. Right. But, but you know, she didn't have the good sense to get out of town because right. she recognized her. Right. And, and really, even at, for as well as they pulled off the initial crime, I mean, still, my God, it's definitely her. Right. <laughs> and uh, the only thing I can figure is she had a decent gig. And was was not given enough money to relocate. Yeah, that's all I'm, I can figure is that he stiffed her on the. I'm the guessing payout. if dude was was willing to plan because this is not a short con. No, this is no. a long con. Yeah, like if he's willing to plan that out yeah. to get all this in place. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stiff her. Right, and then there mm-hmm. was the oh well, you were his girl, right? And I'm like, there was literally zero evidence of that, like in the film well, at all, beyond the fact that she. That she worked with... I, okay, you can infer yeah. that, that she was... She I had think... romantic connections with... Um, what's his name? Uh, Esther? Elster. 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 Elster, thank you. Um, like, you can infer that she has a romantic connection, and that's why she yeah. was able to go along with it. Yeah. But I still didn't feel that was, like, implicit in the storyline. Yeah, no, I, I think it, I could just, just put that easily, in to, to right. dirty her character Exactly. More. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's like, it could just as easily have been about money. Yeah. Plain and yeah. simple. Because she's living in a hotel. Mm-hmm. It's not a great... No, my guess is, remember when, when Elster initially calls and leaves him a message? It was from a Skid Row number. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. guessing that was her hotel. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, Skid... I well, mean, it's called Skid Row because it's the docks. Oh, sure. Oh. And, and, and he works in shipping, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of shoreline in uh, <laughs> well, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little, a few, just a little bit. A little a bit. Few. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's so like that part I had problems because obviously yeah. yes, it was the let's let's cast aspirations on her character because we yeah. have to to prove that she deserves this. Oh, obviously. <laughs> but it's... And it was my it was my fervent hope after she went over the side that Jack would go tumbling after. Yeah. You know? Yes. That I'm like, okay, yeah. you're staring. Throw yourself off because you deserve this, you creepy motherfucker. Yep. Well, so, like, but, I but somehow I think so that's even worse because he has this to is live with the it. the third time that True. he's had a person die in front of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he Dude, has to live with that, but I get you know the feeling who, that oh, he's yeah. not too upset, honestly. Well, I mean, yes, but, you know. No, he's but, upset, yes, but. Yeah. But it, not in the way that he was when it was Madeline. Yeah, point. And this is, she deserved him. it, yeah. Like, also, who do I feel worse for? Midge. Oh, yes. yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, Midge, definitely. She's like, oh, I will be with you. I'm here. And then and she's then she not in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because yeah, like, he he doesn't, like, he's following Judy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I was the, honestly expecting that he was going to figure it out because Midge puts it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she studied the portrait mm-hmm. and she studied, you know, all and, that and stuff. she's clearly the smartest person in the entire oh movie. Oh my God. Real. So yeah. many times. Yeah. But, but the, I mean, it, it's that typical thing of you don't appreciate what you've got. Right. When it's right in front of you. Yeah. And, you know, there were no mysteries about Mitch you know, to him. and he, Because he she was, wears glasses. Yeah. Well, it's not not even just that. You know, they know everything about each other. You know, they've mm. known each other for years. But they and, don't. And they, well, well, they don't. And they, they don't. But there's right. that familiarity. And, right. and they, They're clearly old school friends. Yeah. Madeline is the unattainable. She's yeah. the ice queen. She's the... Um, the ethereal. There's she's something damaged. Good. I, she's I damaged. Did, I did appreciate the fact that Judy was not an actress. Mm-hmm. I liked that because that would have been a person. very simple. Yeah. You yeah. know. For, okay. Well, I'm the struggling. Although actress, that kind of so makes her that. creepier. Well, no. What? Uh, what it happened makes the to love her creepier? Right. Oh, yes. Because it makes it makes the love angle more plausible for me, though. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally. not just I'm oh. an actress taking a job. Right. Yeah. You know, I I was honestly hoping for. A, the real thing to be that she had no idea that it was going to be a murder thing. Yeah. Oh, she, and she was just like, and she didn't know until the, the bell is, tower, and that's why she screamed. Like yeah. I was really hoping that's what it was. But uh, you know. But then she probably would have gone to the cops at that point. But she's she'd been well, complicit in it all along, which it's, means right. she was part of it, which means she would have skin in the game and would yep, therefore right. be prevented from going to the cops. Well, and if she was willing to go through all of this changing her hair and her yeah. look and everything just for whatever, if she didn't know it was a murder setup, yeah. right. by that point, he's got enough on her. Yeah. Like, even if she does go to the cops, yeah. the cops are not going to look highly upon her. They're not going to believe that she exactly. knew nothing, because why would you go through that dramatic Right. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of the... Um, the uh, the uh, Sherlock Holmes story about um, I can't remember what the title of the particular one I'm thinking of is, but it's um, the woman who cuts off all her hair and wears electric blue because oh, she's yeah, impersonating yeah, yeah, yeah. the the couple's daughter. Yes, to, to throw her suitor off the case, you know, and that's what it made me think of was like that that whole drastic yep. change. So the, that's where I found the plausibility, and I had no idea that's what it was about. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was doing this favor or that right. favor, and because I, I honestly thought she she thought she was throwing this 
the unwanted attentions of this gentleman off of the wife. Right. Is what, yeah. what I thought was going to be the case. Right. Was that it was, okay, because, you know, it, until until I heard that the, the body was the wife, I thought, you know, maybe that's what the whole thing was about. Right. And she was faking her death to get out of that. Like, there were so many really good possibilities that I would have been way happier with. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, it's still, it's still, a, it's not a bad story. Well, yeah, it, it's not means. a movie that's meant to make you happy. Yeah. No, I mean, no, like, much not. of Hitchcock. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of want to go Hitchcock's read the book now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's a French... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, so it translates loosely to something like Between the Dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I think is an amazing title. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is Hitchcock firing all on all cylinders, mm-hmm. and it's one of the weirdest plots mm-hmm. he has ever done. And it it's... And like I was saying in our intro, that this is a movie that's hard to spoil because you'd have to explain so yeah. much in order to spoil <laughs> yep. it. it. It feels it, like... Uh, like when you were thinking, explaining that in the intro, I'm like, kind of like Lawrence of Arabia, like, kind of like yeah, because there's just so many acts, and yeah, and you have to explain what happens in each one to get to the ending to spoil it. Yeah, and 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 so much of Lawrence of Arabia is like a a, a sense memory. It's the experience right. of yeah. it. Yeah, and and Vertigo is very much like very that. Very much, yeah. Because That's the first time you see Vertigo, there's nothing like it because you're like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Because First, it's this kind of movie. Then you right, think it's exactly. this kind of movie. And then you, uh, all of a sudden, that, that weird break in the middle happens. It's like, what the hell is going that, yeah, on? Yeah, that psychedelic break. Yes. I, was yes. like, I was like, wait a second. What movie are Car- we here? Cartoons <laughs> happen? What, what is... Uh, did we did we bring in uh, Tex Avery? Yeah, like, what is well, we brought in Saul Bass. Oh, okay, you know, that makes sense. What happened, yes. you know, and the spirographs and you know everything. Yeah. I want a spirograph now. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody should have spirographs. You know, I just I was watching the the opening and thinking like, oh, I've had that window screensaver. And uh, you know, I've I've had that that equalizer or the the yes. um, you know on my on my audio yes. programs. Yes. I'm like I've definitely seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, also really actually I. I very much enjoyed that intro sequence for that, for that reason because it was just so oh, different, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's um, it's a wild, wild movie because mm-hmm. really the the plot is so just out there in structure. Yeah. Um, it, the the only other movie that it really reminds me of is uh, Death Proof, where the mm. plot literally plays out twice. Yep, mm. but you know the first half sets you up for the second right. half. It sets up your expectations and then it defies them. And yeah. that's or or what like it does. um Mars storyline in Sin City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wendy yeah. and Goldie, the juxtaposition yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And and this in Vertigo is very deliberately structured like that. There's this whole visual motif of spirals. Yeah. And the plot folding in on itself. And and mm-hmm. so you can see the spirals in her hair, the spirals in the intro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they're they're hidden all over yeah. visually. There, there's the spiral staircase mm-hmm. and um, uh, you saw it in yeah. one of the chandeliers. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was everywhere. Really nicely done. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And and of course it's this the 70 millimeter print has seen better days, sadly, but you know, it's faded a little bit, but the, just the beauty of the movie with the, the way the shots are constructed, oh, yeah. it's like every single shot could be a painting, you know, it's the, the design of the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. um, there's this, um, theme of doubling, you know, where, yep. you know, there are points where, you know, Judy is standing in front of a mirror or, mm-hmm. um, or the, the 
deliberate, you know, putting her into silhouette or obscuring her face. Was the one where he was he was half opening the door and like oh yeah, Madeline's face. Yeah, Madeline's face was like oh that was beautiful. I really I really liked the shot where she's when she's Judy and she's standing in front of the mirror in her hotel room. And he's behind her, but you can't see his reflection. Yeah, uh-huh. but he's like, we totally should be able to. Mm-hmm. But I loved that that whole. He's not really there. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, that beautiful yeah. juxtaposition of Madeline. You know, Madeline in quotations was not really there yeah. for much of their exchanges. Yeah, and then he becomes that person who is completely removed from their exchanges. Well, and they yeah. they double the dialogue too. Oh yeah, between, echoing everything. Well, like um, Midge says, like try, try for me, which yeah. is the same kind of stuff he was saying to Madeline. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Judy doesn't say that, but like she, the way she's, uh, ugh, I can't talk. <laughs> she, she does the same thing. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. in a different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the. Or the, the the color green keeps coming up, yes, you know, as yes, a, as like car. symbolism mm-hmm. for ghosts, you know, like um, she is. Uh, oh, um, or the, the the evening dress, yes, like which is beautiful. Oh, love you, Ethan. Yeah. As, soon as, as or, soon as I saw that in the yeah. credits, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna love everything. In that shot at Ernie's, that first time we see, yes, it's just like every single chair. every single extra oh, is uh-huh. like perfection. Yes, I'm like. This is not accident. No, nope, <laughs> perfection is not an accident. <laughs> yeah, it, it is just so Gorgeous. deliberately mm. constructed. And you know, later on in the film, you've got green with the yep. sign outside the window, yep. the green haze as well, she walks out of the bed. She ba- wears the green all the time as yeah. Judy because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the dress he meets her in is that green thing yeah. with the white yeah. uh, with the, with button the, the collar, collar. Yeah. and the then she's dots. got in the yellow shirt with like the green she had draped over when they saw the people kissing in the park. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like it's just all over, and it, that scene where she transforms into Madeline and wafts out of the bathroom yes, and yeah, the haze. haze. Oh, that was gorgeous! Mm-hmm. And the weird, and of course that wonderful three hundred sixty degree shot where it just it the turns room to the livery, yep. delivery, and then turns back into the room. Yep. And, oh God, it's amazing! It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Like, there was a lot I really hated about the way that film turned out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair. But, yeah. But it was it was still a fantastic film, and I'm really glad that I saw it in this fashion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I had seen it on TV, I probably would have shut it off as soon as he started getting creepy. Oh, I, yeah. Because I, I, I would have been like, okay, Google, does he get what I think he deserves? No, I'm shutting this off now. <laughs> yeah, because, like, there's this whole thing, and she keeps saying, like, then will you love me? Yes. Then will you? Yes. I'm like, honey, please, you don't need it that oh, bad. It doesn't, and, and it, oh. that never turns out well, as no, we all know. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Stay away from the creepers. Yeah. I've, I've been in relationships like that. It does not go well. No, it doesn't go well. No. It doesn't go well. And, and see we how well that, that turns out? Yeah. It, it yeah. turns out with dead people. That's how that it turns, turns out. It turns out you fall out of a belfry like shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're scared of nuns and you fall out of a belfry and that's all. I mean, a fear of nuns is just healthy anyway, right? I, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. 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 I suppose so. <laughs> Although that nun rose up like fucking Dude, Batman. What the fuck was that? Creepy Batman or like swap thing. Well, maybe the... she thought it was Batman. And... Right. <laughs> well, that was like Batman. that was like every animated series like reveal yeah. of Batman yeah. ever. 
Or like, like even even in Fantasia, you know, when they yeah. start that the, the doom and gloom last yeah, number yeah, with yeah. that. Oh, Chernabog. Yeah, yes, yeah, that thank one. you. Yes. You know all the music things. I do, I do. By the way, dear listeners, that that's the vacuum cleaner. They're really trying to clue us into getting. Yeah, Melissa, it. drink. I need to drink faster. my beer faster. <laughs> Stop okay, so Chernabog. Chernabog. <laughs> No, but if she just rolls out of the darkness yes. like the, the yes. hell demon the, in that, Yeah, because that she's sequence. rising from the trap door, which was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was very well done. Yeah. She scared me the fuck out. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I literally jumped. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it before. <laughs> it's a creepy movie. Well, I, I, okay, so I was really glad that, that the nun came up because I'm like, how has nobody figured out that there's right. somebody there? Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So I was like getting really angry that right. nobody was showing up and then the nun shows up and then, I heard and voices. then, I, get, and then I get more angry because the way <laughs> that turned out. But, you know, uh-huh. at least that part resolved for me in a realistic fashion. Like, yeah. okay, somebody did show up because, you know, cars showed up in the middle of the night. And there are people talking and there's weird crap happening. Poor yeah. Judy is screaming. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah, and of course, somebody's going to get up and check that shit out. Also, mm-hmm. there there are so many things in Hitchcock. Like, if you really watch Hitchcock movies, like the eighteenth time you see each one of them, because I've done that. <laughs> um, right. There, there are so many things that happen in certain scenes where it's like that does not make sense. Like, if you saw that happening in real life, that does not make sense at all. Like, mm-hmm. there's this famous. Uh, um, shot in um, North by Northwest where even Marie Saint and, and Cary Grant are, are smooching in, in a train car and they're like kind of turning so like they're taking turns with their backs against the wall in the in their room As in the train do. car smooching and, and you know saying lovey, lovey-dovey words. It makes no sense. Like that it, it is entirely for the camera but somehow whenever Hitchcock frames a shot where something ludicrous like that happens it still works yeah. it totally works within the language of the movie Yeah. but if you step back and said if that happened in real life that'd just be weird and there's right. so many things like that in Vertigo there's yeah. so many things oh, yeah. the, sure. the walking in through the back alley and suddenly you're in a flower shop yeah, okay. what the hell okay, was hang, that hang on Okay, so something I was wanting to say from the beginning, but then got sidetracked by how much I hated the ending <laughs> of the freaking film. That's fair. He is the worst tale in I cinematic know. Oh history. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like, how does she not know that he's there? And then, well, like, I, okay, but knowing that she wants him to follow her, like, well, okay, that, that, that's, that, that excuses helps. it, but I'm like. Wait. You also, are literally the worst tale in cinematic oh, history. How do you not time? know like, you're going on. back to your own house? Right. Yeah. Like he's right. following like, I get her. that he's like, okay, what is she doing? Because she's turning here, she's turning there. Like, this doesn't make sense. Which, yeah. Like, her Ugh. movements make sense because she doesn't know the address. She's going by what looks familiar when she drove home. Except she does know the address. Well, yes, but she's trying to pretend like she does. But still, shouldn't he be less confused about where the hell he is when she stops would, the car? You would think so? Because it's like... Also, also, he totally parked like an asshole. I know! And then, oh, yeah, and then it was corrected in the, sh- in the next shot. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, okay, I get it. He parked like that because camera. Right, yeah. But I'm like... He parked against the line. Also, like, when they went to the museum, and she parks, like, up by the thing, and, yeah. like, he walks up from the... I'm like, you're really not supposed to park there. That's not a parking lot. That's, like, a drive through You can't go to the museum and sit for, like, three hours and leave right. your car well, there. Well, she does have the special Hitchcock pass. That's true. I want that Where? car. Where? I want right? that pass. Oh, that, that oh. sweet, sweet Jaguar. And, oh, God, oh. and it's that beautiful British horse in green that I love mm-hmm. so uh-huh. very much. 
It's like my oh, favorite, choice. favorite color. Truly a choice car. And, and so plush inside. I know. Well, okay, okay. Let's talk about the dresses. Because <gasps> Edith, Edith Head is on point. Hells yes. Like she's always on point, but especially on point in this movie. Oh, for sure. The you know the the way that Madeline is dressed throughout the movie. You know, not just like the green evening dress that no. establishes her establishes her in the beginning, but like that that gray suit or mm-hmm. the that black dress with white coat ensemble with black gloves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, um, that you can follow through the forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, the that same ensemble they had the black flowy thing that got caught in the wind. Yes. Oh, so The gauze and, and scarf thing. And it's, it, I learned from that why there is that gap in the lapel of <laughs> So yeah, you, you can, just like so drape your scarf like through you do, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hook it through. Like, oh, that's what that's for. That's <laughs> so clever. So, um, Edith Head's uh, command on dressing Madeline, specifically the character of Madeline, was to dress her in clothes that a blonde normally would not wear. So it's white or gray or mm. you know, the, this, oh, this, sure, uh, this like you're... pale pink lipstick mm-hmm. and by the way her pick her she nearly drowns to death but her lipstick still stays on that I, stuff is amazing yeah, i was gonna say i'm like and, what and, is and she not wearing? smudge no. it's beautiful but um neither were her yeah. eyebrows like no her, her eyebrows were so, flawless and and, and and like and, totally and, drawn oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. There was some like brushwork with those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for that's sure. very careful. I'm like, oh, get me an Anastasia box. I'm going for it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a um, the the imagery of Kim Novak in that role. Yeah, is spectacular. So good, and the, and just... because she's meant to be ethereal, she's meant mm-hmm. to be distant. She's meant to be the unobtainable, and it, and really, she's kind of. The Hitchcock ideal of the, the frigid mm-hmm. blonde, which we've seen very often in a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. and so, in a lot of ways, this movie is mirroring kind of Hitchcock's obsession with blondes. In oh yeah, other films. I want to talk about that for a while. Oh, and we can, we can. Well, we and should switch venues. We, we yeah, should we switch that. venues. Because, the bartender's oh, going to come and yell. Yeah, at us we're getting the stink eye. So we will be right back after a brief break. Which is amazing. Big shout out to uh, Megan Waterhouse for putting me onto this place. Yeah, and this place is apparently open all night, so we're pretty sure they won't kick us out. This is fantastic. Yes. I knew what I was talking about. Uh, Okay, so I've had a beer and I've had vertigo, and now, well, now now we're going to have vertigo. Pink ribbons. (laughs) We're going to have pink Pink ribbons. ribbons. Pig ribbons, a.k.a. bacon. Pig ribbons is my new terminology for bacon. Thank you, Allie. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Wait, that was you, right? That was me. Okay, that was you. Okay. I mean, I said that. That was the thing I said. (laughs) (laughs) So... Before we left, and Wait, came was back. it pig circles? Was the other uh, one? No, ham, ham, ham circles. circles. Ham circles for was, was sausage. Okay. No, that was Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon. Ham, ham circles, circles. For Canadian bacon, and that was courtesy of our waitress. Okay, yes. great. So, yep. dear listeners, lesson for you all: keep that. 
keep it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so but back to before Bertica. we left. Yes, before we, we were, left, we were, we're talking about. We're about to start it in on how skeezy Hitchcock is himself. Yes. And how much of his movies yes. uh, resemble him stalking various blonde people. Well, I mean, there there are various levels of how far you can take that story. I mean, Daniel Spato, I think, was the one who was the main person putting forth that uh, he was obsessed, literally obsessed with his blonde female stars and was constantly seeking the new blonde to put in his movies. And there's debate on how far he carried Well, I mean, the same way, you know, there's debate on how much Woody Allen is a pedophile. Well, yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, it shows in the movies. You don't have to look very hard. Yeah, it's true. It's it's absolutely true. I'm sorry, there's debate. (laughs) No, there isn't. That was my point. Okay, just checking. I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. I heard debate. I I couldn't decide how serious that was. I'd say, well, there's, you know, Woody Allen's holding a smoking gun. I think there's a little bit more plausibility to Hitchcock. Okay, it's, it's fair it's, enough. It's up to it's open to interpretation, but um, I mean, he was married to Alma for his you know, to, well, to the that, end of his that life. Doesn't mean and that he wasn't I a know. creepazoid. That's, right. that's absolutely true. But um, I mean, like I, if, you, if you go back to like interviews with yeah. the, the women who worked with him very well, you know, it's like he was always a perfect gentleman. That's right. Kind of but, the ones that didn't are the ones that concerned me. Yeah, and the and you know, Tippy Hedren definitely was not well served by Mister Hitchcock. Yeah, but. Um, you know, you can. There, there are varying levels of where you can take that story. Yeah, and it's. I, I just meant we're like we're not the most qualified people to be. No, interpreting no. That. The, yeah. the sorry, the nature of his films, I think, puts more aspersions towards the skeezy side. Yeah, and I think that's just the nature of the films he liked to make. Well, yeah. He, he liked to delve into that that yeah. gray area well, and, and into and that skeezy stuff. So. He has that, that famous shot about how the um, framing framing the um, shot of the smile yeah. is, is either yeah. the kindly grandfather or the pervy man. Right. And it's, it, it all depends on what the next shot is. Is it right. the child? Oh, it's yeah. the kindly grandfather. Is it the woman who's scantily clad? Then he's a pervy gentleman. You know, right. Like, you know, it's yeah, and, and, and it's, he's very old, cognizant, yeah, exactly of what and, he's and portraying. He it very well in this movie. Yes, yes, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And he, and he is totally and like one of the first things that I thought as I was sitting there watching the opening um, after he meets Madeline for the first time was how male gazy oh, this yeah. whole oh, yeah. movie is. Oh, it's all sure. male gaze, yeah, because he's following her. He's you know, he's looking at her through various windows. It, she's always framed. She's always, you it, know, in yeah. his view. It made the postman always ring twice. Yeah. Like, look almost feminist. Like, <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but, but I mean, it, even though it wasn't necessarily called male gaze at that right. point. But that's what it Hitchcock is. Hitchcock was very cognizant of that. I mean, one of his previous movies to this was Rear Window, where it's literally yeah. about voyeurism. Mm-hmm. And and the, the fact that a lot of these camera shots are from Stewart's point of view and they look very voyeuristic, that is not an accident. No. Right. That is absolutely deliberate. And and it's all, the entire movie is about objectifying Madeline and objectifying this person who really does Did not, not exist. exist. Right. To the point that Jimmy Stewart is like overriding the actual personality of an actual 
person who's in front of him. And he's actually aware that he's doing it. Yeah. Like, even though he's... Because he's apologizing for doing it, but saying, I need you to do this for me. he's not apologizing. No, no, I mean, he's certainly not. But, I mean, the fact that he says, I need you to do this for me, he's cognizant cognizant of what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, he's... Apologizing well, in, in the biggest in the biggest air quotes I could possibly make. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's not a, it's a non-apology for what he's asking her to do. He, he, yeah, yeah, he knows. Not, he totally knows what he's asking. Her yeah, he's to do. not. Oh, for he's sure. not hedging. No, that, that at all. It's no, like, it's it's color your hair. Th- when mm-hmm. when the public around you is commenting on Sir knows what he likes. Yeah, hot. Damn, that's yeah, that uh, one. Uh, and know, the that's fact that if I'm that dressmaker, I'm like, honey, come back and let's try that dress on. Do you need an out? Yeah. Do we need to get you out of here? Yeah. Do we need to sneak out the back and we need to just say yeah, this is a zipper? Except, yeah. like, at the time, there's also the, well, fuck, he's a man. Right. No, like, I totally what, get that. But but the movie itself is showing us that woman going, oh, sir knows what he likes. Yeah. Yep. Even the she's fact like, that, there is something very wrong. That, yeah, the fact that Hitchcock is showing us that part of the conversation is also cognizant of. See, I don't know I, if I think, it totally did. But I, th- but I think the fact that it's in maybe the there, last one at the, oh, at yeah. the beginning. Oh, she I was think, still like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I'm making bank right, on this exactly. And then she realizes as as she's watching Judy get visibly upset. Yeah. she's like, oh, this yeah. is not okay. Yeah, and but, yet she still doesn't stop it. You know, and I, I can I can understand why, as much as I don't agree yeah. with it, I can understand no, it because totally. it's like. This dude is a loose cannon, and I don't want him to go off on me. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose the shop girl. And who knows like, if he's going to punch me. Well, yeah. And, that, and right. he, he's here to spend money. Yeah. And if we find the thing we want, he'll, he'll spend money he'll, on and it, and it'll be happy. Yeah. And presumably Maybe he won't be her. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, it, it was a different time. But the thing is, the, the fact that the movie is showing us that angle of the conversation yep. at all mm-hmm. is important. It, it's yeah. very important. It is. We don't usually see it. Yeah. It's the. It's, the there's well, not nothing. In movies, at well, least. that's what I mean. In, yeah. in movies, yeah. we don't see that. Yeah. It's, it's not shown in film. It's, it's you're left up to decide do the other people in this situation yeah. realize what this is? Like, like Pretty they, Woman? Uh, <laughs> I have thoughts on that oh God, for a different do. podcast. Um, but, but I mean, yes, it's like exactly. it's a similar it's exactly thing. Like, like, like all of that shit is going up. on in the concierge dude and Pretty Woman it. doesn't like. But nobody comments. Yep. Yeah. Nobody in the film comments on. This is off. Yep. Yeah. So the fact that we saw that, especially for this time that yep. the film was being made, is huge. It's yeah. Good. You know, it's it's. If that were to happen in a film today, it would be tokenism and it would be dismissive. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have any substance to it. Right. But for a film of that time, that's huge. Yeah. And well, and, and and it's Hitchcock. Nothing. It, everything is deliberate. Everything well, yeah, is you, so deliberate. He's. He, I mean, as much as we are cognizant of how creepy that situation yeah. is, like he is actually using the the real creepiness that we see just to heighten the, the aura of the movie. Yeah. Like, not because it's actually creepy, but just because... Well, yes, well, it because is. it's actually but creepy. Not, I think he knows that. it's creepy. He knows mm-hmm. that this is, this has taken a bad turn, and this is, this is going down the path of obsession, and it goes nowhere good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that is exactly where the movie turns after that midpoint. Yeah. Well, but does it really? Because as much as Carlotta or the, uh, Madeline, quote unquote, is obsessed with Carlotta, uh-huh. 
Like I think it's a whole, uh, it's a whole treatise on obsession. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I mean, obsession. Oh, that reminds me about the horrible ways they discuss mental health. Oh yeah. <sighs> Which is it? But we don't have yeah. to go into that yet. Well, we, yeah. We know that that's a product of the time, and yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it still happens like that Although, today. But that's okay. Initial symptoms he's giving of like the the trailing off mm-hmm. with work. I got fucking brain tumor right. seizures. Right. <laughs> Chocolate strawberry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We just got our malts. Oh my god! I'm so happy yeah, right now, you guys. Yeah. So am I. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but like, because I dated a dude that had brain tumors, and mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yeah, we would see, be and sitting I was, on the couch, and he I was, was just like, like, it's an absence seizure. Yeah, like, that's, that's yes, totally what I was exactly. thinking of, because I, I had a classmate like that, and that's, mm-hmm. that's and what just happened. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, with acute melancholia, you know, another word right. for depression, you can also get that kind of passion. Oh, for sure, the well, puke, with, but uh, not quite to what he was describing. Right. Dissociation doesn't, it's... Yeah, that's not how I would describe it. It's like mm-hmm. different. Well, it, it, it is what he was describing. It was just it sounded like she just disappeared. Like yeah. not even was having different conversations. No, not like what we saw. Right, what Madeline we saw did. was dissociation. We, yeah, mm-hmm. we saw Madeline going what off he and was becoming describing somebody was else. Freaking seizures. Yeah, exactly. Like it, totally just like blank. And she just goes blank, and that's it. And like so, she's having a seizure. Yeah, get her to a doctor. Yeah, like neurologist. Mm-hmm. The, his initial like, was that, spot that, on. That was, is what he was, said. Like, yeah. you need that. Like, doctor. All of those things, those were correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, take her to a psychiatrist, yep. a psychologist, a therapist, a Somebody. neurologist. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. It's like, all of those things were like, that is what should be yeah. said and done with, when it comes to, like, this mental health is, is, yeah. a, is a problem. Like, there's yeah. something wrong with her mental health that yeah. she needs to see a, a doctor because mental health is health yeah mm-hmm. but know? as soon as he goes back to dude and starts reporting yeah. on what she's doing then it goes off the rails because right because, yeah. like, because then he starts getting feelings for her because he, he took one look at her and decided she was so, which is oh like, he was that, totally white knighting that woman oh, oh for sure fuck, yes. but like the fact that, and also yeah, another thing if you had looked at this from the outside of the frame of the movie, it would look ludicrous. They'd known each other for, like, what, 18 hours? Yep. <laughs> a jeep wakes up naked in his bed. Right. Like, oh, seriously? Yeah. Yours? Thank you so Yours much. Yours is right behind. And then do you guys want any sauce? Tartar mayo? I'm all right. Mayo, please. Mayo, yeah. you got it. <laughs> no, Thank but, you. like, she wakes up, and then she's, like, oh, yeah. not screaming. She's, like, not... Which, although which once we find out that like, she, it was all part of the plan, it all makes oh, yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Except when you don't know that, it's like, this is weird. She's not supposed to, like, when their hands touch, that's right. when they're supposed to, quote, unquote, she falls for him or whatever. Whatever. That's just how it's telegraphed. Like, I... I, I all right. Breakfast food. Thank you. And, and I think Excellent. it's a... Thank you, you so, so much. Anything else I can get you guys? No. Silverware. Oh, silverware. We have some. We got it. Awesome. We got plenty. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, it's, so, but, it, but, it, but I think it's mad another... because it's in her blood. Tag <laughs> me. Well, and, and, and I think the movie just proved that's all bullshit. I yes. would have had way more commentary about all of that stuff had we been sitting in Melissa's living room and not a crowd of theater. <laughs> there would have just been a lot of me making like horrible gagging sounds. Like, but, it's, but it's one of those things 90% where, of the time. It's another one of those things where it's, it's Hitchcock doing things that it's like, this would be ludicrous outside the frame of the movie, oh, but we're sure. running with it because it's within the confines mm-hmm. of this frame. Yeah. And it's, it's cinematic. And, and the fact that the... A character comments on it, it's like, 
well, this is stupid, send her to a doctor. Just saying that once legitimizes it. It's like yep. that the character voices are objecting to it, then there's some other reason now brought in. Now we're allowed to, dis- to, to uh, suspend our disbelief. Exactly. And exactly. We're, we're there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and even even in the, in, the in trial scene, mm, with, with yeah. the, we have to exonerate the husband because he knew what needed to happen. He just needed more information to decide what the correct course of action, which was stupid. Like, oh, it's we not- know that was stupid. But the court agrees that he needed more information to decide, which, like just take her to a doctor yeah, but seriously. you know it, it, they acknowledge the fact that it was kind of ludicrous and but that he knew what yeah. he needed to do and also what kind of fucking kangaroo court was that yeah like oh my God. seven and dudes the, and the fact that he's like you can't factor this into your decision what then stop saying it you like, like okay yeah, don't it. even it's, go on this you're a lousy judge. It's exposition. I get it. You're a lousy judge. Was that Worse. more of like an inquest style British That's kind of thing? That's kind of what it because felt like. It was not the American justice no. system that oh, yeah. I am aware of through other cinematic means. <laughs> it was Correct. not Laura and Order. Let's put no. it that way. Right. No. There was no Sam Waterston in this at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are so many things like that in this movie, and and you can pick it apart for hours and hours and hours. I can assure you because I've seen it. it so many times. I still fucking love this movie. Oh, it's brilliant! I love it as a piece of like cinematic achievement. It is absolutely a masterpiece. I completely agree. I hate, 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 hate how it turns out so much. That's fair. And I I probably will not watch it again unless I'm watching it with somebody who's not seen it before. Right. And I'm like, you have to watch this movie. I because, because then you get my experience of sitting exactly. next to you watching it. Like, <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure I was mostly stone-faced throughout the film. Mm-hmm. There was one point where I did, I know I physically reeled back. Yeah. Color your hair. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the point. Because that's the point where it's I like... I think that was oh. when the audience rippled. Yeah. Yes, like, oh. you, can, you can hear it. It was just mm. trickling out with, like, it started with the women going, ah, and then the dudes were like, this is... Oh, it's it's a two it's a two punch the one two punch of color your hair it can't matter to you yeah that yes uh, and he it says it more than once like, mm-hmm. like oh it's supposed to be pinned up off your neck I told her that I told you that yeah like it's like, your it fault suit me and he doesn't care Ugh. Yeah. sorry Ugh. punching creepy ass fucktards no. in my head I wanted. Yeah. I wanted that fuckwit to jump off the tower so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really did. It would have been so happy. I want the and nun to, You know what? In my I want the nun to punch The nun pushes him. I the just, nun push, accidentally trips and bumps into him, and he just flies he over. Off he goes. Well, I mean, this could still be part of her headcanon, because he's she's right okay. at the edge. And she's and okay. Then, yeah. She, she bounced. And <laughs> yeah, she bounced and he dies. She didn't really fall that far. I mean, no. she could just have a broken something or other. No, there was just like, a, you know, she's got a broken leg. Yeah. She she can go hang out with Mitch. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe she broke her back, unfortunate, but you know, she could survive that. It's fine. Yeah, Mitch totally. could become her caretaker. That would be cool. They should become best friends. Besties. No, they, should, they, no. they should totally just they should hook have, up. They should, mm-hmm. Okay. That'd they be hot. Should, they should be gal pals, and mm-hmm. they should they should run a clothing line. Mm. Oh, that'd be good because definitely Judy has style. Yes, she and does. And she can model um, Midge's designs for yeah. new underwear. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like this film. Let's write it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Totally she survived good. the fall. 
He did not when the nun punched him in the back of the head. <laughs> when Batman dressed as a nun. And then the horse walked on him. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the he rolls horse... off the roof and lands, yeah. lands on the ground. The, the horse came alive mm-hmm. from that wooden thing. Yeah, 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 comes the, alive, the paper mache walks horse. on him, shits on him, and then he dies. <laughs> I like it. I'm into it. Yep. That's my head cannon. All for it. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I really love Kim Novak in this movie, and I, I think she's fantastic in basically two roles. I love that she's the ice queen, and then she comes back for the second role. It's like she's at first, you know, he recognizes her, but you're not even sure it's the same right. woman. I was not sure at all. I was like, because her whole demeanor. And I thought different. maybe they were sisters. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, because it's the there's a picture of me with my mother. She remarried, and I'm like, mm, maybe. Maybe you have the same dad, mm-hmm. but dad left you mm-hmm. and married um, Madeline's mother. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe that's what happened. Like, but no. But no. But no, no, but no it's, exactly it's actually the same person. The same actress. And, which is fine. And I, I think she's wonderful, but this was pretty much the only time she worked with Hitchcock because... Um, the, the chain of blondes with Hitchcock is, you've got Doesn't In- Ingrid Bergman, who worked with him in the 30s and 40s, and Bergman is astounding. She's one of the most fantastic actresses there. Glorious! Yeah, she's amazing. A wonderful actress. Um, they apparently worked together very, very well. They, they worked together for many movies. And then she went off and married another director, a gentleman named Rossellini. And then they gave birth to Isabella Rossellini, yes, who is did. also amazing. Yes, she is. So, um, she basically left the, the movie business after that. And, you know, if to hear Daniel Spato uh, describe it, you know, Hitchcock was bereft, <laughs> like right. somebody had died, and therefore was on a, the hunt for another female well, and, lead to work with. And isn't kind of his thing, like, if you had a super emotional impact in his films, he could never use you again? Mm. Like, because, I mean, that's isn't that what he says to um, Janet Leigh? It was, you know, I can never use you again? No, I think she... No, no. What did she do? I thought that was the fable I heard. Oh, that was that was Psycho. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. No, well, I know, I know what happened. Like, I know what, what happened, happened Psycho, but... Um, because he was after Vera Miles in Psycho. Right. But, um... With, you know, after Ingrid Bergman kind of left the business and didn't work with him again, uh, then he was after Grace Kelly, who worked with him for several films, and she was amazing. Um, and they worked together, you know, very well for several movies, you know, like To Catch a Thief and Your Window, which is spectacular. And then, and then she went off and married the Prince of Monaco. Right. And left the movie business. And so uh, Hitchcock was on the search again, and Vertigo was his... I've got Kim Novak as the icy blonde, and they made this one movie together, and apparently it wasn't that great of an experience for either of them, and so this was the only movie they did. And then they he did Psycho, and that he was trying to bring him Vera Miles, but that didn't. I think she got pregnant. And yeah, was, that sounds right. And and uh, so she was just relegated to one of the, the smaller roles, and Jen Lee was put mm-hmm. in as the main star. And then, um, then you get Tibby Hedren in the '60s, and that's and that, I think the most that problematic. Is yeah, because they did not get along uh-uh. well at all. And literally, Hitchcock saw Tippy Hedren in a commercial and said, "I want that woman. That's my new blonde." And she was brought in for the birds, 
and uh, it was super creepy. And then uh, they worked together again in Marnie, which is a creepy movie. Oh my god, that's a creepy movie. It's an easy, creepy movie. And then uh, Tippi Hedren basically retired with about 100 lions and tigers. So... Literal. literal. No, I, I figured it was literal. It was. It was. Yeah, it. she she set up a wildlife refuge for nice. um, tigers and lions from the, and elephants and other like circus animals that had to retire from the business, and that's how she wound up making a horror movie called oh, Roar, wherein her daughter Melanie Griff, Griffith was scalped by a lion, and uh, they basically just let uh, feral animals rip mm-hmm. apart their house and it's it's an amazing thing but anyway that's far afield from vertigo but still <laughs> if you can find it watch it oh a roar is an astounding thing oh my <laughs> all right guys here you go and i am about to head out so a different mm. waitress might end up helping you out at the end okay thank you thank you have a good yeah. evening yeah. so yeah um <laughs> It's Hitchcock's history with blondes and uh, where, where Vertigo falls in that spectrum. But Hitchcock, you know, was this artist of of note because he worked both on, like, the high artistic spectrum, and but also he entertained people. He made very popular movies, and he used the biggest stars of the day. And he was very good at... Not just being a star maker, but taking established stars and using them very well. So, you know, or Carrie, completely making you scared of them, like Jimmy Stewart, and he, or Sean Connery, or Sean Connery. Oh my God, Marnie, Marnie. will destroy you. <laughs> um, but Jimmy Stewart here, you know, for all of his wholesome goodness, creepy ass, he turns into a creepy ass motherfucker. He, he made Raymond Burr. Friggin' Perry Mason, mm-hmm. a creepy-ass dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually um, it took me a moment when I first saw Raymond Burr do other things again. I'm like, oh, God, I can't divorce this idea? But, you know, it, it yeah. took me a while to recover. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. kind of want to see a doubleheader of Rear Window and Godzilla. It's amazing. I've done it before. And put... Because what does that make the Raymond Burr guy? Like, yes, he I kills see. his wife and he escapes to Japan, <laughs> only to be stepped on by Godzilla? I'm a fan. I like this headcanon. I like this headcanon. It's very good. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> Stamped, approved. Oh, Woo-hoo! so fun. So fun. <sighs> so, yeah, I, I think... I think we probably, you know, gotten our feelings out about Vertigo, maybe. Do we have final thoughts? Do we have Brandy. What? Brandy. 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 It's like medicine. Oh, yes. Brandy is medicine. It, it's, uh, okay, so In history. All, yeah. Uh, history of personal history. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. So, Melissa has shown me many movies, uh-huh. and many of them Hitchcock movies, and we discovered a theme that <laughs> in Hitchcock movies... Brandy fixes everything. Yes. Hypothermia, stab wounds, yeah. uh, general right. malaise. Right. Almost every single Hitchcock movie, there is a reference to Brandy, and it's almost always given as like a, a sort medicine of medicine. Thing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing, and we started for a while contemplating a drinking game. Yeah. Of, you, like, you drink if you whatever hear they. Brandy. Yeah. You drink yeah. Brandy. Take a drink. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So that, that would be a check mark for me as far as that this Hitchcock film for that. Yeah, there would have been yeah. two or three shots of that. Yeah, that for point. sure, for sure. And it's literally, the, 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 the line is, it's like medicine. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's like medicine. Yeah, like they stopped treating it as medicine for a reason, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The... The thing to remember about Hitchcock is he's a very stoic English man, and um, he, you know, aside from having a film career that spanned from the silent era into the 1970s, he he was very, very British, and he was working in British film until about 1950-ish. Yeah. I think, wasn't Rebecca the no, first, Rebecca was the, the turning point, basically? Yeah, but I thought that was like 38. Rebecca was early. Um, no, it was, later than, it was later than you think. That's true. It was later yeah, than I you think. I always think it's earlier. But Selznick wouldn't put his name on it. And Selznick wouldn't put his name on it. But but the once he came to America, you know, that's when he had the, just the string of Did he? Hitchcock movies, the, the really iconic ones. Well, not to mention his TV shows. And yeah, yeah, and that, and that right. was in the 60s. Da-da, so, da-da, I mean, it's psycho... Psycho was primarily made the way it was because he wanted to make it low budget. He mm-hmm. wanted to make it uh, with the crew he was working with on the TV show, and that's why it was black and white. And they they just you know banged that shit out. Well, and he's the one that he's why you go to movies on time. Yeah, I mean because they wouldn't let you into Psycho after it had started mm-hmm. because he's he's he didn't want. The plot points, yeah, which I am specifically not saying. Very good, I'm proud of you. To be revealed, mm-hmm. because there's there's a major plot point that happens yeah, right within, like kind of wide away, half, half an hour into the movie. Yeah, that would be very confusing if you came in after. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so See, and I've I've never seen Psycho. I've never had a desire to because it's. It's a horror film to me, mm. you know. Which See, I, I realize think... I realize it's more of a thriller, but you know, anything that's like a okay, yeah. I would at this point in my film watching timeline career, whatever you want to call it, I could probably handle it. It's taken me a long time to get to the point where I can handle shit. Mm-hmm. But like when I watch old black and white films, I yeah. just have to go. It's okay. It's just Bosco. It's just Bosco. It's not yeah. really blood. Yeah, it's fine. It's just chocolate syrup. And like have to tell myself that because mm-hmm. I have a very hard time with blood, even yeah. in black and white films. So that's why I've always avoided Psycho, and just because of the fact that you know it's, I'm pretty sure it's still creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, like, it is, especially if you don't have the background on. Right, it's, and like I know, yeah. I you know know a lot of because pop culture is a thing that exists. Yeah. Right. So like right. I know a lot of the, you know. Enough to probably spoil the twist, I'm yeah. assuming. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming I know enough by this point in pop culture history to spoil yeah. the twist. Rosebud is a slut, that sort of thing. Yes. Right, right, which... Spoiler. Right, spoiler, and actually... It's, it's not a big spoiler, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the joy of Citizen and that's, Kane is, and that's yeah. And that's one of those things that is like... Rosebud specifically is one of those things that I'm like... Oh, that's something I only know because of pop culture. Yeah, it's because of the like, opening of Animaniacs, works, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know because it's in the air. it exists in uh-huh. pop culture, and it's in, inextricable from that, you know? Um, but, so I think I know enough about Psycho that I could probably go in and be okay because I know where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I didn't, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. I, I think like it would be too hard for me just because. Mm. 
I, I personally think you'd be fine with with Psycho because here here's here's the thing about Psycho. Um, <clears throat> Hitchcock's a class act, right? And he he was basically seeing the the B movie culture, the uh, drive-in movie culture of the 1960s arise, and he wanted to make one, but he wanted to make it his way. And there's this famous quote by Stephen King. He wrote it in a book called Dance Macabre, which is basically oh, non. I love that book. Yeah, which is basically his non-fiction treatise on the nature of horror and how to construct it. And there's this great quote about him saying, "the the finest um, the finest thrill you will ever get is terror." And I will always go for terror. But if I can't succeed at terror, I will go for horror. And if I cannot see it at horror, I will go for the gross out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Psycho is always way at the, the terror side of the scale. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it never, it, it doesn't, I mean, it kind of hints at right. the... See, the gross out is obviously yeah. where I have the most trouble, which right. is why I'll And never, that's where most I, people do. Like, I won't probably watch a Rodriguez film. I right. don't watch ninety percent of Tarantino. Right, it's the the, vis- the viscerality. Yes. yes, and and that is what most people have. Like oh, Aronofsky, I think he, he can't do like ninety percent of Aronofsky as much as I love yeah. Aronofsky's plots. Yeah, they're like can't do it. Um, yeah, and 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 Hitchcock but never you know, goes for this. That. This podcast no, has doesn't. really changed my opinion on uh, my perception of Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. I didn't know enough to form an opinion. I just had a perception. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, television was okay because it had to be sanitized. Like, that's mm-hmm. acceptable. And I read my mother's Alfred Hitchcock digests. You know, I read. Yeah. My uh, God, my mother got those for years, and I would read them every once nice. in a while when she would. She had to pre-read them, make sure mm-hmm. there was nothing too scary for me because I was in single-digit ages. Mm-hmm. So you know, she didn't want to have to comfort a you know sobbing eight-year-old who had a nightmare <laughs> because she read something about for Hitchcock. Um, but so like, I was like, okay, those are okay because they're sanitized. But I can't watch his films. And then we watched the one. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the title. Shadow of the Yes, thank Shadow you. Shadow of Doubt. Yeah, yeah, with Big Charlie and Little Charlie. Yes. And that was Which like, is... oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Like I knew he was a great filmmaker. Like there are yeah. plenty of great filmmakers that I can't watch. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, yeah. I am aware of this. This is a, a fault in how I digest cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that. I'm getting more exposure to Hitchcock is making me like a little bit more bold about like wanting to watch his films because Yay! I'm realizing he doesn't go for the things that I'm afraid he goes for. No, but he, because and I'm he's so used to be. You he's know, all about thriller. He is all I, about. Thriller. And I grew up in the era of slasher films. Yeah, yeah that well, was horror. So not same here. Yeah, and I and I realize I realize this now, but like I thought that's what horror was. It had to be. It had to be gross and disgusting and bloody and like that's the only thing that a horror is. And to realize that, no, there's... Because I, I knew I liked thrillers. Yeah. But thrillers aren't horror. They're thrillers. Yeah. But it's like, there is a line where those two cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you can do both of those things, and it works great. Yeah. And it's it's all just this this gradient mm-hmm. between between these endpoints. And, and definitely Hitchcock is the master of thriller. Mm-hmm. And he never really went for gross out. He likes to play in the... No, the, I mean, he, he likes to hint at the um, the skeezier side of life. He likes to yeah. hint at obsession and the dark dark elements of the human he'll, he'll soul and that sort of thing. He'll push boundaries of respectability, but, yeah. but I won't... I, like, and he also he also liked toilet humor. Yeah, love toilet humor. Yeah, bathrooms like, always literally put a toilet in a movie yeah. for the first time. Yeah, 
yeah, he, he, he worked, he groaned away at the Hayes Code until he could put a toilet in a movie, and he finally succeeded That's in Psycho. Because, because, because he made because something of, that else for them to take out, so yeah. they left the toilet in. And, and in Psycho, he made the toilet a plot point. Yep. That's so they couldn't take it out. And I love it. I love it. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah he loves so hinting he, at that stuff, but he yeah, doesn't exactly. go for... The, the thing that slashers became after Psycho, I mean, arguably Psycho was the first slasher, but the thing that slashers yeah. became after Psycho was going for the gross out. Like, right. Because they could. Like, and, 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 like, you think of, like, 80 Stephen King horror movies, right. like Pet Cemetery. I still can't and, do Stephen King. No, no, no. Mm. I can't. I have a because hard time doing Because that. that's also, like, ingrained in my perception of this is horror. Stephen right. King. See, Stephen I King's read variety. him, but I can't oh, God, watch I can't him. Even read him. So, like, so, like, it... Hitchcock is not Stephen no, King. No, mm-hmm. like for sure. there, there's a wide goal. Yeah. yeah. So and like to, to ease your mind of any listeners yeah. who yeah. May feel similarly. Yes, to yes, you're because, not alone. No, no, I've, I've often felt that way. All, I found that people who are in similar mind of me just like we dance around the issue when horror films come up. Sure. Like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm washing my hair that night. I can't go see sure. Hostel with you. Yeah. Like, oh god. Oh, I would go see Hostel. Oh god. Uh, I, but you know, it's like that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody's like, do you want to go see this movie? And I'm like, ah, no, I would rather die. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, it, it's it's nice to have at least enough of a, um, a stomach for horror films, so you can yeah, see the finer of the, the right. genre. Like because, like, of any film genre, you might not like rom coms, you might not like horror movies, you might not like action films or whatever. But the finest of the finest mm-hmm. of those movies are just plain good movies, and yeah. so. It's nice to be able to at least go into those. Like yeah. right now, Get Out is still oh, in theaters. And I that love is, that movie so that much. Is a goddamn work of art, and I think everybody should see it. Yes, it is a horror movie, but I, and, but it doesn't go into those tropes that tend to drive people away yeah, from that it's, genre. It's not the it, oh my god, we have to kill the teenagers because they made out. Right. It, um, the finest of horror speaks to. Um, the, the darkest, of parts, the of darkest parts of society. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very well put. And and Get Out is tailored entirely. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it just happens to take the guise of a horror film. Yeah. And I'm, sure. I'm I'm waiting for the DVD on that so I can sit in a brightly lit room. Fair enough. With friends. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Who can tell me? Is this going to get as bad as I think it is? Like, like oh. that's that's how I like to experience you know, it's, horror. I've had to it's, say no, but that's just me. Horror, you know what? It's it's very tame on. The visceral, okay. yeah, okay. very tame. Okay, it's um, but yeah, the, and I'll go see it yeah. with you in the theater and tell you when to close your eyes. See, that would be great. That's what I really. Because I would see that movie like a thousand times in the theater. It's so good. Yeah, so bringing it back around to Hitchcock. Sorry, you know, whenever you. Yes. No, 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 no. No, this is absolutely relevant. Um, what Hitchcock was working in is very much the same thing. Is he was finding these parts of, you know, humankind, these dark corners, and poking at them Mm. to see what they did. And Vertigo is one of the finer examples of it because it's like, this is obsession. This is, um... Yeah. And he's talking about it in a way that other movies didn't talk about in the 50s. You know what? I have decided, somewhat unrelated to this, but related to the film, Midge, in her last scene, just walks away because she's so tired of, of, of a Scotty shit. Oh yeah, she's oh, done. Oh, I like that head. Oh, she's yeah. done. Yeah, she's like, 
he loves her. He still loves her, and she's gone. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm done with this. I will leave him it my records, matter. and I'm done. Yeah. It's like, like here's, he, here's the he information I know. This, this woman that should not have meant this much to him was his be-all and end-all. I couldn't see what was in front of him. It's not my responsibility to fix him. Yep. But she has to voice it out loud to somebody else, though, before she gets it in her head. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think like, I've done okay, that many, done. many times, yeah. personally. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's always the way I've interpreted it, too. It's yeah. The, he, he's hopeless. It, yeah, it's she, done. She can't. Like, she's there. She's, she's like, I'm your best friend, and you won't even, like... He won't even blink at me. Well, he yeah. stops call. He stops answering her phone calls. He right. stops like yeah. you don't treat your friends After like she, that. And, and she's seen. You know, she's like, oh, the woman drove away. Okay, I see where this is gone. Yeah, and, you know, she tries to reestablish connection, and he just walks out at her. Yeah, and he, he and, and she she's tries stung. to, and she's a good person, so she tries to be there for him when yep. he. When, when she, he needs her. Yeah, and she's like, you don't even respond to me, and it's not just because you're catatonic, because he has that moment where he... He well, does, he looks at her. The fog lifts, and he turns his head, and he looks at her, Yeah, and he chooses not to respond. Yep. Yeah. Like, that that was what I got from that scene. Maybe yep. that wasn't what I was supposed to get that from that scene. Oh, I think that's I, pretty I think exactly, that's, exactly okay. what it was. Yeah. Like, because I can never decide, like, did they just act that poorly? No, did they I, decide to interpret how that looks differently than I interpreted? You know, because... Lord knows, I've I've, been, I've gone into films where I'm like, I interpreted it like this, and, the, yeah, and you know, then you'll true. read something on the film. It's like that was mostly like the actor just did that, and that wasn't yeah. how it was supposed to be perceived. Right. right. So I'm like, eh, I will err on the side of maybe that's not how it was supposed to be, but I feel like he no, I he think, lifted and he was yeah. like, I hear you, and I don't give a shit because you're not Madeline. Yep, I yeah. think that's exactly what and it was. She was like, okay, I'm done here. Because she's yeah. a blonde, and so he's having that thing, you know, where he goes to the restaurant or whatever. Yeah, and every see, blonde with pinned up hair. Every, every blonde, yeah, becomes yeah. her for just that second, and it's like it he's starts like, huh? in I that I was really room. waiting. I, I, part of me was hoping that he would come out of it. This was before he's, you know, found Judy and went yeah, down yeah. the rabbit hole. Yeah. Part of me was really hoping that he would catch Madeline, or um, I'm sorry, Midge, Midge, Midge with, in her, the right light. with her hair pinned yep. and yeah. be like, oh, I don't need Madeline. Yes. This person has been here all along. And, and not even so much like, I will go into this romance with her, regardless of the fact that that is what yep. she wants. But, because that's not what I want as a, right. as a you know, feminist film watcher. Like, well, I don't no, want them to I just mean, end like, up together. If they did, it would not It would not have, have bothered They me. had an established rapport yes. where that would have made sense yes. if they ended yes. up together. I yeah. could have understood yeah. that. They clearly, I mean, they stated they've been engaged. Yeah. You know, and like, he's like, well, I'm, I'm still single. I'm right here. Right. And like, it just, I was hoping that that's it, where it was going to go, like, that he was going to see her and be like, picture. Oh, that's yeah. why she does that picture. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm right, right here. here. Hi. Hello. Oh, it, it's, mm-hmm. And it's not just that. She's trying to make a joke out of it. Well, and right. she's trying to like and bring then, it up. It's like, oh, I got you number, dude. Yeah. It's right. like, exactly. And you're going to laugh about and, it. And she's and, also, and then, but, but then she her reaction it. is also completely, completely perfect. Yeah. Like, God knows I have done stupid ass shit yeah. just like that for guys that I really liked yeah. that I had unrequited, you know, feelings for. And I'm like, hey, look at this thing that I did for you. Isn't it great? What do you mean you don't like it? Oh my god, I want to die. Yeah, I'm so dumb. I never want to live again. You know, like yep. and Barbara Bel Geddes. Oh, I love her so much. Barbara Bel Geddes in that role just Nails slays it. it. Slays it. She's so good. I'm so good about her. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Just about her. She's amazing. That character is amazing. You know, she designs underwear. She can paint. She and she's all got by herself. She's like, fun. she's doing her own thing. She knows how to mix drinks. You know what? She's sleeping with the lady Cabby from the Marlowe films. Oh, oh, very good. And, and I like the it. bookstore lady. Those I like girls, it. All three all of them. The three of them. They're the ones that started the candle wax dripping there uh, you go. thing that the Yoga Sisters had. Yeah, the candle this making. This is amazing. The, yeah. yeah, the candle making. They're the ones that started that apartment commune. All right. All right. <laughs> I like it. We've I like come, it. We have come so <laughs> we, we, we are encapsulating it's a really all. wide circle, but I'm just collecting like every We really hope this isn't your first to. episode, listeners, yes. because you're gonna be a little confused. <laughs> Dear listeners, listen to the other fifty-ish episodes <laughs> that come before this one and then and then you'll get some context. <laughs> okay, so I know that my And they don't they're not all recorded at Smashburger. No, right, no, no, we're no. at Flameburger. Flameburger. Flame yeah, this is Smashburger. Or, or at El Tequila, wherever we See, okay, so the great thing is, I know that my future mother-in-law listens to this podcast, and she has had some very interesting insights to my psyche at this point. Hi, Mary. (laughs) Hi, Mary. We like you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. (laughs) My mom's like, what's a podcast? (laughs) My mom mom asked me, she's like, can I I listen to your podcast? I'm like, I will send you the link. I don't know that you want to listen. Because it was like, wasn't the first one uh, uh, Postman? Yeah, Postman always. Yeah, I was like, I'm not sure you want to listen. Because I I talked a lot about Lana (laughs) Turner. Well, it's hard not to talk about Lana Turner. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. I could talk about Lana Turner. Yeah. (laughs) Well, eventually I'm going to run out of space on my phone. So, Uh, so do you have you have food to eat? I have food. I have so much food to eat. I I have fish eating while we're talking. I've been poking at my (laughs) fries. Sorry, that's okay. That's okay. And you're the one that hasn't had dinner yet. I'm I'm working. I finished most of my malt. This is a delicious malt. Okay. So, dear listeners, um, do do you guys have any final thoughts? I think Randy was my final thought. Literally all my final. Thoughts. Okay, good, good. So I've got I've got my my uh, grievances aired like on Festivus. This is good. Okay, right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really proud of this episode. I like this. We I like, like it. We kind of rambled off in some places, but it, you know, well, it's in, very in a very constructive way. Yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. This was a good film discussion. Yeah, yeah. and and we should. Film them all in restaurants. I don't know how the f- listeners. Bernard Herman is awesome. It's kind of like crack. Oh, Bernard Herman. <sighs> That score is one of the he's, most amazing oh, scores so ever. Yes. So, so, so good. He's, he's a regular Hitchcock composer yes. or person, which is yes. why we're yay and eat that, his head yay. That amazing, uh, yeah. overripe, bombastic, yes. romantic it score. It attacks you the whole first oh, second of the movie. It starts. It's some of his finest work, yes. and I love it. So um, I'm, I'm probably going to go home and listen to it after, yeah. after I, <laughs> I go home. We're going to wrap up, though. But yes, wrapping up, Bernard Herman, awesome. So, uh, dear listeners, uh, join us next week when we watch something. Yeah, you know what? I forgot to check what we're watching. So, it's a mystery. It's, it's a mystery. We will put it in the show notes what we're watching next if you want to uh, follow along. But uh, until then, we will come back in about uh, two weeks or so. We, we post on the 7th and 21st of the month each time. And uh, so we will see you soon. So I've been Melissa and I have been joined by Allie and Tanya. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. I got some fish to eat.
We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Only one is a wanderer. The two together are always going somewhere.